What's going on, everybody? This is Patriot Underground here. Now, before we get started tonight with the show, I want to say a few words on behalf of the company that I have partnered with to help folks protect their financial resources as we enter into the eye of the storm. Now, I don't think I need to remind everybody that this financial crash has been predicted for years, and now we are seeing everything unfold exactly the way the real financial advisors, the real professionals and experts out there have been telling us that it was going to. We have a brief window of opportunity here, folks, and I highly recommend that everybody get on board. We just saw Silicon Valley Bank go down last month, and just yesterday, First Republic was the second largest bank collapse in U.S. history. And let me tell you something, folks, we're not done. We're not even close to being done. This is a consolidation move. The big banks are eating up the little banks. They're preparing to roll out their central bank digital currency. The entire system is going to collapse. Oh, and by the way, dozens of regional bank stocks plummeted today as this banking crisis continues to gain momentum. All of them were down between 10 and close to 40% just today. So I urge everybody out there to seize this opportunity. Don't wait until it's too late. Protect your financial resources, roll over your 401k and your IRAs into precious metal backed, into gold backed currency. That is the wave of the future, folks. We know that this is a sound investment. It's been proven over and over and over again. And I can guarantee you that when the market crashes, gold and silver are going to skyrocket in price. Now, I am not a financial expert, as you know, but I have had financial experts on my show who have said exactly that. And I'm sure you've heard many other trusted sources out there warning folks of what's to come. Now is the time. Don't wait. Seize this opportunity, folks. Click the link in the description. And I guarantee you, folks, this will be the best financial decision that you've ever made. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. God bless and Godspeed. Enjoy the show. Patriot out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is May 8th, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. As always, I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So tonight, it's my pleasure to welcome back Dr. Scott Young to the show. We had a great conversation during our first interview. I think it was about a month ago now. And I'm very excited to have you back to get your take on many of the developments that have happened since the last time we spoke and also some subjects that I wanted to ask you about the first time, but we kind of, you know, we ran out of uh, time essentially. So I'm going to touch upon a couple issues related to the QFS and so forth. But Dr. Young, for those of you who aren't aware, is one of the most knowledgeable individuals out there on the QFS on all topics related to Nasara and Jasara. And he's also extremely well-informed on all of the subjects, basically anything related to the Great Awakening. So thank you for taking the time to join us once again, Dr. Young, and welcome back to the show. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're doing great, man. We're happy to see you back here. The audience really loves you. And uh, it's, it's always exciting for me to bring a new guest on the show and get really great feedback from the audience. People really do enjoy hearing your analysis. So let's start off with a little bit of uh, discussion about the banking collapse and just kind of touch upon some of the things that have been going on. So given your expertise, which I I just mentioned, as far as Nassara and Jasara and QFS, I thought maybe we could lead off with a little bit of a discussion about this ongoing situation that began, I think it was about a month ago now, 
with Silicon Valley Bank. And then, of course, we saw First Republic go down. And right. that was an acquisition move, I believe, by J.P. Morgan. And this was also, according to my understanding, the second largest banking institution failure in U.S. history. So that's a pretty big deal. And right. of course, subsequently, it's had ripple effects on a number of regional banks who've seen their stock value just plummet sharply in the aftermath, up to 50% in some cases. So my view is what we're seeing is a continuation of this rapid acceleration of the white hat controlled demolition of the fiat system. That's, that's my yep. perspective. Yeah. And I think that it's only going to intensify. So give us your assessment of where we are right now. And uh, you know, how do you see this unfolding as we get closer and closer to this climactic moment that I think a lot of us are expecting is coming sooner rather than later. Right. And, and I'll, I'll kind of give you some, I'll give you some update that I just put on my, uh, my channel just today but you know there was um there's almost 2500 banks that are in the process of takeover and and you you have to kind of catch in a in a kind of different way here real reality when i say bankruptcy don't freak out okay now listen some banks are going to go away now it would be a very evil plan for the white hats to say your your money just goes you know away and, and let's just say, for the heck of it, that, I mean, 20% of the people of America, and we're just going to deal with America for just a minute, um, let's say 20% of Americans know anything about uh, the QFS and Nassara stuff. Okay, let's just say that. If 20% of us know anything about that, <clears throat> um, would, would it be a really good thing that if we took our money out and the rest of the 80% didn't know anything about it and, and the banks would collapse and they would lose all their money, would that be a great thing? And I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard about that. And it's like, that, that would be super evil. Um, yeah. Frankly, it would lead us all into a civil war um, because our, our whole economy, our whole systems of everything would drop into the frying pan. And so guys, when I say bankruptcy, what, <clears throat> what happens is it rolls uphill. So, you know, one bank would, would roll into another bank, would roll into another bank, but reality is every bank that that's out there is going to go through what's called bankruptcy reorganization. What happens in bankruptcy reorganization is that you lop off the head of the idiots that were in it. So for instance, if you have a company, a bigger company that, that is kind of a needed company that, that, that has to be around, um, you, you lop off the head of it, which are the bad people in it. And what you do is that you, um, you reorganize everything that they do and they try to keep going. Okay, well, banking has to keep going in this way. And so that's actually been a plan all the way through and through in the white hat situation. Um, uh, the, one of the plans in the Nassara thing is, call, is a $10 trillion to buffet the under, underpinnings of the money. So that has always been in there. And so every time you hear things like, well, you should take your money out of the banks, no, 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 no. 
Don't worry about that stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so the reality is you, you're going to see so many more of these go out, but you, you know, the reality is you, you, you have, there's way more than you realize. Um, I believe that all the fed banks are already through their, their bankruptcy issue. The, the big top, the big 13, the big, uh, the big ones, they've already been through their bankruptcy reorganization. And they're not going to have anywhere near the power that they ever did. Uh, they're going to be more wealth managers, or and they're really not going to have a lot of flow through. They're not going to have any of that kind of response the way that they used to be. Um, to give you something interesting, if you don't mind if I kind of you know uh, jump off the cliff here on another issue, okay. Janet Yellen the the moron that she is came out with uh and i don't even know his name on abc news um that came out and and she's talking from and i'm looking over here at my uh on on my telegram page so she's she's talking about financial disasters and she's talking about the u.s default now if you go backward in uh december there was a default and you know congress didn't extend the default point normally they you know up the credit limit <clears throat> and and they didn't for a long time and then they supposedly you know upped the default limit and and they and they said they upped it by 1.5 you know trillion dollars and i think that's not really the case what she said just today is that if they don't, um, if they, they Congress doesn't do something, that if they don't raise the debt ceiling, they'll run out of money in January. I mean, by June one. Now, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and, and now here's then she what, went on to say the banking system was really strong, like in the same in the same well, breath almost. Yeah. But but then she but then he the 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 ABC dude and I'm blanking his name out here and I, I I'm not going to play it here, but the it, banking dude or the dude said. Um, does Biden invoke the 14th Amendment here? And, um, you know, you know, and, and she goes, well, I don't want to get into that. And, she, and, she, and then he kind of pushes her. And what he's basically what 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 she says is that he can't invoke the 14th Amendment. And I want to kind of, you know, give you guys a lot of some information about the 14th Amendment. It is one of the most powerful amendments that we have. So it's um, it was done. It was finalized in 1864. So that's right after the Civil War. So we have a new Congress, a new Senate. Um, you know, uh, uh, um, Lincoln was just killed after the Civil War, and realize he was killed after the Civil War. Why was he killed? Is because he created. The greenback dollar is the one of the, the few times that they had, and, and Andrew Jackson actually created his own money. So he was creating a, a monetary system that was created by Congress. And so when he had the, that, that dollar, he was doing something that was constitutional. Now, only in 1871, they would come up with a U.S. corporation. So this was before the U.S. corporation. So let's let's kind of show you a couple of things. The first section of it, it's naturalized citizens cannot have their priv privileges abridged. So and, and by the way, 
that's happening against us every day at the border. You see, this is happening every single day. The uh, the Second Amendment or the second section is the right to vote for everyone, every male citizen over 21 years old. Now, later on, we would have the suffrage movement for women to vote. In the third section, no person who has office may engage in insurrection against the Constitution. Now, what that means is that you have an oath of office, so everyone signs an oath of office, and they cannot um, they cannot get into insurrection, which means uh, you know get in with a foreign agency. Well, what happened in 2020 and 2022? Insurrection. Um, and and by the way, did you know that the Dominion machines were not calibrated in 2018, 2020, 2022? That makes them all invalid machines. With and 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 uh, the uh, 2,000 mules, and we have the uh, absolute proof also in, indicates clearly that we have insurrection, which is Donald Trump's executive order 138848 that that is that says that if you have crimes against humanity which these people have crimes against humanity and it talks about election fraud it's all based upon the 14th amendment under the third section under the fourth section it's one of the crazier one it says the validity of public debt of the usa is not payable or, or assumable if occurring by insurrection. Now, when I first read that, I was like, what? Right, yeah. When you understand what that says, it's, it's, talking, about, um, it's talking about our public debt. And so here's what, what the public debt is talking, when, when we get into this later on, the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is owned by foreign agencies. The IMF, foreign agencies. United Nations sitting on uh, on our grounds, telling us what to do, a foreign agency. All of these things are foreign agencies trying to take money from us in every way and every shape and form, way, shape and form. Executive Order 13818 says if you have crimes against humanity, we're going to block your property or they're going to create a bankruptcy event against them. These are the basis of the Nassara stuff. And so when Janet Yellen was saying that in that in that <coughs> above videos that you guys might have seen, you can kind of see it on mine and, and Patriot might kind of pull it over from my stuff to, to his own stuff. So go watch it on his, because I'm sure you're going to pull it over from my area there. But um, you guys got to watch it because it's really powerful information. That is, I believe, this is me saying it, I believe that's an indicator of a hard stop date. Now, I don't normally say this, but a hard stop date that they're going to run out of, out of fiat currency by June 1. Think about wow. that for a second. That should be really exciting. <laughs> that is really exciting. Yeah. We are really close, guys. Now, I also know in the background, we are really, really close too. Okay. And she said it. She, If you listen to those two videos and you listen to them closely, she said 
Congress, well, Congress, Congress could do something, but they don't have any money. They, they literally don't have any money. They have no ability to, to really do anything. And Congress will not raise that, that limit. Now, you could say, well, they, they will. They, oh, yeah, they, they will. No, they really won't. They really won't. So, so at this point, <clears throat> excuse me. So at this point, they're basically waiting for the clock to run out. Do they have any other plays? Do they have anything else that they can do to push this thing along? I well, mean, do they have any rabbits up their up their sleeve, so to speak? Just kind of curious. The one thing is, is the C, you know, the, they try to tell you about the CBDCs, the central bank's digital currencies. And and I I got I got so many questions about that one. And people get so irritated because we got these people that are trying to say, yeah, and, and we got a lot of truthers even jumping on this one. And, and here's what I want you to realize. Central bank digital currency is the Fed and all the central bank people trying to, they're going to create a digital currency. And, and I'm going to tell you, I want you to think about it like this. And I want you to think about a drunk uncle of yours. Now, everyone's got an uncle that is, is that really annoying uncle who never has any money, who always wants to get money from you, right? And, and I want you to, I'm going to just kind of set up a scenario with you. He's going to open up five shoe stores in the Dallas area, and each one of them are going to be 20,000 square foot, which is a massive, huge thing. And he wants millions of dollars to be able to open up those places. And you're going, you want what? And you want how much money? And, he, and he's, got this, he's got this crazy plan, and he's never come up with a plan like this, and nothing he's ever come up with is ever going to work, I mean, has ever worked in the past. And you're going, and, and, and he's coming to you and asking for money from that. And how well do you think that's going to work? <laughs> Not very well, yeah. Guys, the CBDC is by the same idiots who have never made anything work. They have no money. The Fed is in negative equity right now. The Congress is massively underneath. If you look at the congressional buildings and the Capitol and everything up there, they, it, it is a prison up there. Uh, just go, go look at some of the people, the Nancy Drews and all the people. Up oh, there. yeah. Yeah. It's a prison. The, they have no ability to make this thing work. And, and if you don't believe in the Nassara thing, what would happen if Trump comes back into office in, in your, your idea January of 2025, he's coming in to every city looking like LA with a pit because we'll have nothing left. The reality is we do have the currency. We have all the gold and the ability to make this thing turn around, but it's going to take a little time to do this. But, but the reality is we've got to wash away the idiots and we've got it. We've got. We have a work ahead of us to do that. So now let me ask you this, Doctor Scott. Do you think that when 
they run out of money. Let's just say they do. Let's just say you're correct. And, you know, and Janet Yellen is telegraphing that the, the real hard date that we talked about, speculating about, of course, but sure. nevertheless, I mean, it's based upon what you heard uh, Scott just break down. We get to that point. Do they then trigger the EBS? I mean, what what do you think that they do at that point? Do we just watch a whole, do we watch the system crumble? Do we see bank runs? I mean, because we're talking about what's today, May 8th. Right. So we're talking about a few weeks from now. This this potentially could be happening. So do you think that that's going to be the real triggering point? Because I remember the last conversation we had, we talked, and we're going to get into more detail about the QFS in a little bit, but we talked about how the QFS has been mirroring the fiat system. And you talked about your belief is that when the EBS gets triggered, that's sort of the the turnover point where everything stops mirroring. And at that point, you're kind of like, okay, boys, here we go, you know, sort of a scenario. Did you think that that's could be coming that quickly? Yeah. So, I mean, when it, when it happens, guys, you, you know, I, I always kind of say it like this. If you have a thousand dollars in the bank, you're going to have a thousand dollars of gold backed currency. That, that's, that's what it's going to do for you. Okay. You're not going to have like, you know, whatever that amount would be. Um, you're going to have a thousand dollars of gold backed currency in the bank if you had a thousand dollars of U.S. Uh, denomination uh, dollars. Okay, right. you're not going to have that much less. It's going to be a one to one ratio amount of money when we go into the U.S. note. That means instantaneously you are going to be that much more well off. So that's how cool it is for you. Secondarily, you're going to see your, you know, I mean, you're going to see your debts just wash away. And, and I know that sounds crazy to you, but, but it's because those things just can't, can't float into that. And so when it happens, it's going to be, it, it's just going to flip right over for you. And, and for you that are awake, you're going to be celebrating. For your friends and family who are not awake, that they're going to be like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. And they're going to be all fearful here. And you're going to be there to help them through this process with that. And 100%. Yeah. You know, and, and it's because God woke you up for a purpose, you know, to, to be there to help them through those faces. It's, it's not Patriot that can make that difference. It's not, it's not Dr. Scott that can make that difference. It's you. Um, that's what, that's what your job is, is to, is to, you know, meet with them. Maybe you're going to sit and have, you know, a, a, a study group with people and, and you know, you're going to have five and 10 people in your house and go, let's walk through what just occurred. Um, and you're going to, you, you, maybe you're going to do a little video series with people. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm going off on topic here, but no, 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 that's okay. It, it's but, very much on topic. Yeah. We're talking about, you know, the EBS and what that's really going to mean. And actually I've been talking quite for quite some time about exactly what you're saying, you know, that we've been pre-awakened as I like to think of it ahead right. of the masses so that we, I mean, you know, it, was, it didn't happen randomly. It didn't happen for no reason. It's not as if we've gone through these long journeys just to get here and learn all of this information just so that things could flip over and nothing would change in our lives. We're being prepared. Right. I mean, I I, one of the things that I did when I was writing Revelations of the Red Pill, this book here about two years ago, mm -hmm. is that I was thinking a lot about that. It was, there, there's a process, um, it's called the stages of grief. And as you move through those stages, 
you know, there's this five stages of grief and there's, it's not a linear phase that you move through. It's actually a very, you know, back and forth. If everyone's gone through grief in their life and, and you go through grief and, and you don't, you don't just move perfectly through those phases. What happens for you as you move through those, uh, those stages of grief is you go back and forth in bargaining and, and no, it really can't be this way. And, and you guys have already moved through those phases, but your, your friends and family, they're going to hear about their favorite singer like Katy Perry. So in the, in the EBS, I don't care how long the EBS is. If you believe like, um, uh, uh, th there's a guy named Captain Kyle and I kind of have a little bit more of a, the same viewpoint that I believe it's a more shorter period of time of a three or four day period of time where there's a, the EBS occurs, uh, the emergency broadcast signal, okay, EAS, EAM kind of thing. Everyone's going to get the notification. Don't worry about that, okay? Boom, it hits. The QFS is being set in place at that moment in time, okay? So it's being set at that kind of time frame for you, okay? You don't have to do anything. You don't have to sign up for it. You don't have to go make an appointment. You know, there's a guy that Australian accent that's trying to tell you have to make an appointment. Stop. That's just stupid. Everyone in the planet's getting it, you know, is getting it set up for them. They don't have to do anything, okay? The EBS is happening at that same moment. In, in essence, it's a, what I like to think of it as a fake false flag. Look over here while we're taking care of things for you right here, okay? So we're, we're sharing with you a disclosure event. And, and I always say there's three main areas that they're disclosing. The election fraud issues, I believe they're going to deal with the COVID issues because those are very important to deal with. And I think that they have to also deal with uh, COVID election and um, pedophilia and pedophilia. Thank you. God, I just lost it because you've got to see how gross these idiots are, because once you do that, the child trafficking, once you see those things, and that's why the borders are really important. Um, once you see that, and it and it actually is inside of the Fourteenth Amendment. Um, it, it, everything in there is in the Fourteenth Amendment, and um, so that's why interesting that that's on ABC News. I'm kind of wondering, you know, <laughs> I mean, I have this running theory that the White Hats are really pulling strings behind the they scenes are. there, and they're you know putting all this stuff out there into the consciousness of the normies, talking about the Fourteenth Amendment. Very interesting, right? It's I, and it just happened today. And so you're you're kind of you guys gotta gotta catch it. So you need to read up a little bit a little bit more on that. I mean it's it's a little bit harder to see it, and you gotta just read up and, and look at that a little closer. You know, um Derek Johnson and I have talked, and I know you've talked to him as well. He gets into that a, a little bit differently. I probably we both need to get him on and and go through those things a little bit closer with that. But those three things are really important. And once you deal with that. You don't have to deal with the 9-11 stuff in the beginning. I mean, I know everyone wants to deal with the 9-11 or, you know, um, how, you know, Poppy Bush, you know, killed JFK Sr. 
you don't have to deal with that stuff, Rita, up front. Because once you deal with the three main areas, then you get back to a new media. And by the way, well, I believe this is the Scott version, okay, that you get, you, you know, you don't have Anderson Cooper or whoever else. You get some guy up there and he's got his tie sideways and he's got his hair all messed up. And he's like, uh, let's talk about what just happened. And he's up there just talking about the information and going it over. And they're going to have to go over and over and over again because the normies are like, okay, wait, what is that thing about Obama again? What is that thing about, you know, I mean. Well, I'm sure you've heard about the uh, the movies. Well, I shouldn't call them movies, but these uh, eight to 10 hour long productions essentially laying all of it out if you i'm sure you've heard about that well that's that, that, that would be that sort was, of playing on a loop is that what made, you're going made with popular by whiplash that whiplash is the first one to kind of bring out that idea he's the one that said you know there's gonna be eight to ten hour i mean eight to ten hour blocks you know um you know for 10 10 days he's the one that first talked about that he was the one pushed that out there a long time ago and i was like well and going on for 10 days, then he kind of said, well, it's going to be, you know, going on for months. And I was like, stop. And he's from Germany. And I, and, and I'm like, you know, you might lock everyone up in Germany for, for, you know, two months, but the reality is the world needs to get back to it. You, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. we need to get back into, to doing the work because the, you know, we have got to get back and, and cleaning up the streets. We need to get back in and 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 doing the the humanitarian work because you know I, I don't care all the things that we've got it we've got to get back into government we've got to because all the government you know Julian Assange says that you know ninety eight percent of the government's going to be out and and guess what every one of your audience is going to be the state senators the mayors the city council the school boards. Um, there are YouTube channels just devoted to all the idiots on the school boards. Um, I, I see them every once in a while. They're going to be washed out. That's what you're you're there for. Um, all those drag queens and all that other crap that you see, all that stuff. We need to we need to move humanity forward. We can't just stop and sit there and just deal with that. Mm -hmm. Because what I also believe is, is that it's, it's going to be a process, a, a slow process of learning that stuff. And then what I believe what also is going to happen as Hollywood is just destroyed, what I believe we're going to start seeing is movie studios, new movie studios rising up. And we're going to have, um, and this is, this is the Scott prediction, is we're going to have new movie studios coming up and they're going to have... We're going to see a whole new uh, movie studio just talking about what happened in World War One, because we don't know what happened in World War One. Um, what was the Vietnam War really about? Because I can tell you that war was much more about destroying the gold than you ever realize. Um, what was the Philippines about? Did you know that the Philippines had um, the white hat or the anti-cabal gold in there and that um, MacArthur was trying to get to it during World War II. 
there, there's stuff that we don't realize that was happening at the same time that that World War II was happening. And, and we need to revisit some of those points of history. Some people want to say all of history is a lie. No, it's not all a lie, but there are undergirdings of some of the motivations that were happening. Um, and yep. we need to we we need to relook at some of those things. And, and I think that's what we're going to be spending some of our efforts to look backward so that we don't re revisit those same mistakes. And oh, you yeah. guys are the leaders. You know, the heaven in heaven, there's a there's a very unique kind of scripture. And it talks about, and I, I'm blanking it out here. It talks about the first shall be last and the last shall be first. And I have been perceiving in, in my prayer time that we're going to start seeing that on, on the planet here. What I'm, I'm seeing is like this. If you're an accountant and, and you just go to your accounting meetings, let's say you do, you know, you do these yearly meetings and you go, you go to your, your uh, big national meetings, let's just say, right? And there's these big, big wig names that you see all the time. And yet those are the same dudes that have never told you about how the IRS was part of the cabal and all the gross things that they were doing. And as soon, and, and you're one of those people that knew as an accountant, you knew the IRS was bad. You knew all the bad things that were happening and you knew how PLs aren't going to be the same way and how balance sheets were going to change. And, and, you know, there were the speakers up in the front and you were sitting in the back of the room and in the near future, they're going to look stupid in the near future. And maybe you're the one speaking in the front of the line and they're sitting in the back of the room going, I didn't know anything about this stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's just a thought to, to kind of consider there. Well, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that everyone out there is going to be pretty shocked when they realize the responsibility that they have once this transition takes place. And I also think that, you know, it occurred to me while you were talking that, yes, people aren't going to really be interested in the movies. People aren't going to be interested in right. escapism. They're going to recognize that it was exactly that that got us to this point in large part. The fact that we were hoodwinked and, well, first of all, the fact that we we're just trusting creatures. That's the way we were created. And ultimately, we were manipulated into believing these evil controllers had our best interest in mind. And, you know, we basically have been on autopilot for a long time. And, you know, most of our history, certainly in most of U.S. history is, is a lie, is based on a lie. Not all of it, but, you know, like I always say, you know, you, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater sort of a thing. But right. certainly we have to go back and revisit. And I think that's really going to be the major cultural shift that we see. I mean, just like you know, my audience and your audience, people that listen to this, these type of podcasts, we're not interested in Hollywood anymore. We're not interested in, you know, the, uh, you know, the shows on TV. In fact, most of us probably lost interest a long time ago. What we're interested in is the truth. And I think that that is going to be explosive across the world. Once people realize that it's all been a deception, the hunger for knowledge is going to be what drives us the most, I happen to believe. But, um, Okay, well, let me ask you this. Let me follow up a little bit because I had some questions about the revaluation of currency while we're on the topic of like Nasara Jassar, and then we can move into some other areas. You mentioned the border. I wanted to talk to you about that a little bit later as well. But 
the last time we spoke, we discussed that some of the information out there, and you even touched upon it tonight, that's circulating about Nassara and Jasara have, let's just say, credibility issues. Um, now, to be clear, I do believe that the QFS is going to introduce humanity, and I know Dr. Scott agrees with me, to an economic freedom that we've never known before, because we were all born into this Babylonian debt prison matrix, essentially. And I, I think it's important to say that, but I, I also do think it's important for folks to hear a balanced perspective in comparison to the many narratives that are floating around out there in so many different categories having to do with the QFS, because you know better than most that it's got many different facets to it. And so I just wanted to touch upon this idea of the revaluation of currency, because I don't believe we really got to that last time. What's that going to look like? Because obviously there's a massive disparity. I mean, there's just so many issues worldwide with the valuation of currency. How is that going to be handled? I'll just leave it at that and let well, you dissect. I mean, it. and there's a, there's a lot of conversations with the revaluation of currency, but but the rea the, the reality is that I, I want you to really concern yourself more with how the currency sets. So for instance, um, when we have the devaluation of currency, I wanna, I wanna take you back in time in the 30s when we have the, the German Reichsmarks. We, it would take a billion dollars just to buy a loaf of bread. That's a devaluation of currency. So you would, you would take a wheelbarrow to go in and buy a loaf of bread. Okay, that's actually occurring in Bolivia or in, in, in Venezuela with the, with the Bolivar. Okay, so we, you know, they, they use it as wallpaper. So we're talking about incredible devaluation. Now, if they, if they created, if they gave them um, a, a lower value and took their money and gave them a lower value, they would they would create they would bring them back into poverty again. So that would not be a good thing. We gave them you know the one you know billion dollar note and gave them two bucks for it. I'm making up numbers, but you know that would be that would be really piss poor. Okay, in essence. Right, okay. Right. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do is to have a system where you know that lady walks in there and she gets she goes from her old currency to her new currency and has a revaluation and she gets the new currency, but she goes up in her standard of, of living. Because in every other time frame when, that, when there was a revaluation, she lost. And, and that's, right, that's right. what we're trying to take away from this, this situation. Because the cabal always wants, excuse me, the cabal always wants to kill off the people. That's what that's what what we're missing in this conversation. And there's a lot of other things that we could get off on and and you know we could really get off in the weeds. But that's what I really want people to focus in on. Um, you know, the, there are countries like um, like Vietnam who have been severely depressed, but they have a lot of a, a lot of assets in their country, or Iraq incredible amount of assets in their country. And so that's what we're trying to do is make sure that the people have their their assets again. And so that, that's what I want you to that's what I want people to really focus on 
in in that point so that the people aren't taken advantage of anymore and that's really the way that you need to be thinking of it um for for us i want you just to realize just kind of what i said when when we talked about that realize if if uh i i i think i looked at it the other day gold is sitting at 2060 or something like that um per ounce there's predictions of 2500 to five ten thousand um and and one of the things that you got to understand when the when the qfs when we go in and, and when we have that that set of gold when the qfs turns on and the us dollar is dead so we have the uh the old system dies that with the us treasury treasury the new treasury will, and janet yellen's gone okay um that the treasury will set it and let's make up a number just for the heck of it, it's five thousand dollars okay if it's five thousand dollars that's what your your amount would be so just to make the numbers easy for Scott, you know, if you had $5,000 in the bank and it's worth basically nothing right now, I mean, because, you know, of all this devaluation part of your currency, if you instantaneously, um, you know, move to a U.S. note and it goes to $5,000 of us note which means it's it's like you're worth five thousand or one ounce of gold so that is a incredible revaluation of your money so do, do you see how that works oh, yeah there? absolutely and absolutely. so that's what we're really talking you instantly about. get that raised standard of living even though you have the same x amount of dollars versus notes your standard of living goes massively up because it's backed by gold exactly and so what happens with that revaluation what we're seeing is that increase of, the, of that capability and so what what people are going to start noticing is that in, on a secondary level is that they're going to start noticing that for instance their house is paid off and 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 I know that sounds totally nuts to them, and and so make up a, make up a number, and, and and I like talking about I'm going to use a use a very common number. So we're going to say you have a three hundred thousand dollar house, okay? And I know we people go, well, I don't have three hundred thousand dollar house, but just stick with me for a second. So if you have a three hundred thousand dollar house, you put twenty percent down on the house, that's sixty thousand dollars. So you have $60,000 of equity. That's $240,000 that you are, you know, um, pricing out and you're putting, you're putting your monthly amounts, you know, payments toward that. So you have $60,000 of equity. That house is instantaneously paid off. Okay. So the $240,000 goes away. But here's what happens. If everyone is paid off, and all of the house prices are basically massively overinflated. What will probably happen is they drop in an overall internal value. So what happens is that everyone's the values of all the houses will drop everyone around you. And let's just say for the heck of it, for the heck of it, don't get all sideways and bent out of shape with me. Let's just say for the heck of it, it drops in half. 
and you go, what? A, and, and I had people like freak out with me. You mean my house, my house value would drop in half? And let's just say it does. It's 150,000. But think about that for a second. If you had $60,000 of internal value or your equity, and now you have $150,000 of internal equity, are you ahead? Yes, you are. But what if you want to move from, you know, from, from Denver to Nashville or whatever, you know, and let's say they're pretty close in value and in price. I mean, let's say they're, they're pretty close in that, that basic pricing point. Well, you, you can, every, every place in the nation's had that same kind of drop in value. I mean, drop in, in pricing. So you can still, still make good money off of that kind of thing. You haven't lost anything because everyone's house price has gone down. Right. So, and meanwhile, your mortgage is gone. And, and your mortgage is gone. So live without a mortgage for a while. Okay. I mean, you know, live without any debt and, and you're going to find you're going to. And, and so here's the other thing too, is that you'll, you're going to live without debt and you're going to have to realize one thing. You're going to have to start living inside of your means. And there, there have been generations who did this. And you're going to have to learn to live within your means because there's not going to be another debt forgiveness coming, you know, a couple of years from now. It's a one-time event. Right. And it's not going to be fair because, oh, someone else got more debt forgiveness than another person over here. Um, the, the reality is it's, it is it is not supposed to be fair. It's just a washing of the debt because it can't get translated into the new system. It's just a, a part and parcel of this thing. And I know a lot of people get really sideways with me because they've come up with all these fairness structure points. And there's a guy named PG, and I want to get into his name, but he gets he gets and tries to explain it and talks about fairness things. And other people go fair, fair, fair. And I go, no, it's not about fair. Okay. What happened, and, and some people want to talk about 1950s pricing, and, and the answer is, nope, that's not going to happen either. You're, you're going, we're going to talk about what the market will bear. Some things will drop in price dramatically, and other things, I mean, you know, I have an iPhone right here. If that iPhone is it, is, is, uh, goes up in value and everyone, everyone wants that value, wants that thing, it will change in value or it will, it might stay at a, a higher price because of the of what it of, of what everyone wants to buy it for so they want it so it's a supply and demand issue it just is yeah, what so the it nature is. of the way the economy works isn't going to change is what you're saying exactly yeah, and i and i think that that makes a lot of sense and i for me it's the idea that everyone is going to instantly become just fabulously wealthy and that society. Right. And I know we touched upon this last time, but just never really rang true to me. I, I yeah, have to say, I love the idea. I mean, it wouldn't it be great if we could all just live like millionaires and somehow that would work, but. But what would it mean if you did? I mean, and, and, I, and I just, I sort of said that to you just a second ago. If you were, if we, if I transport you back to the 1933 uh, timeframe of, of, post-World War I, 
and it took you 1 billion Reichsmarks to buy a loaf of bread, if everyone has a billion dollars, if everyone has, make up a number, I don't care what your number is, if everyone has millions of dollars, it devalues the currency. That means prices would have to rise with the the value, I mean, with the amount of, right. of, of money. Mm-hmm. Right. So exactly. therefore, you know, pri- it I becomes mean, like monopoly money, really. It just exactly. Has it has no meaning. So you can't, I mean, you, you can't have the hamburger costing $10. The hamburger has to cost $150,000 or whatever, whatever you want to come up with the price. So you, you cannot have an economic structure that makes any sense with everyone have, having millions of dollars. Birth certificates are not going to come out to you just for the heck of it kind of thing, okay? So everyone's not going to get millions of dollars with this way. It's what still- about the... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, what about the the discussion about income tax that, you know, that we've been paying all of these illegal taxes for such a long time? And there's, of course, the information that David Strait put out about the Susta QB trusts and... I mean, he wasn't the only, but he was certainly, I think, one of the biggest out there putting out a lot of this information, of course, that the enemy assumes control of our vessel when, you know, when our parents sign our birth certificate and all that. A lot of people out there are thinking that Nasara and Jasara are designed to, in, in essence, I don't like the word reparations because it has so many connotations to it, but, right. you know, in essence, that it's going to be reparations for all that was stolen from us. Uh, how do you respond to that? Well, see, I... You know, I mean, I, would I like to have reparations? I that'd be kind of cool. I mean, but but again, if everyone gets, I mean, California is talking about this, right? Do you know that California is like twenty billion dollars behind on their COVID uh, amounts? That they're they're already behind on their loan payments, and they were already behind on a whole bunch of other things. Reparations that they're they're talking about two hundred million dollars for every black person in um in california which would cost them an estimate was 800 billion dollars okay if they're 20 billion dollars behind and now you're going to put an 800 billion dollar burden on the on the taxpayer come on i mean when does it stop well i think i mean honestly i my take on that is just that's just wildly it's so wildly outrageous that it's got to be designed to wake people up i mean i can't imagine that people are reading this stuff and going yeah that's a great idea Exactly. I mean, and only people are looking at it as a great idea. The people are dumb. And well, exactly. Right. Yeah. And so, so, I mean, listen, what, what, uh, listen, I love me some David Strait. Okay. What he's talking about in, in there is, is that these trusts were taking at, taken out on you as an insurance policy. This was done as an insurance policy against you when you're born but did you understand what i just said as an insurance policy so if you cancel your insurance policy can you get your money back no no you don't get your money back okay so so i mean are you are you saying that you can't get your money back no you can't get your money back now i mean 
now here's here's the secondary point. This is where I disagree with David on this, and I love David. Don't I mean? And I, I don't want to. I'm not speaking ill of him. And my oh yeah, I wasn't trying to get you to disagree oh, with him. No, I just please, brought up no. his name and, and not not at all because I love. I mean, when I when I listen to him, I have to have my iPad out and I'm like typing notes like crazy. You know, hope you can. Yeah, I mean, I've done it. entire shows on on David's work, so yeah, it's it's gorgeous. Knows. I mean, and we need people like him, and he's going to keep doing great stuff, information with us too, because he's got great legal information. But you know, we can't wake every single person up and and make everyone sovereign before we go into the QFS, um, because there's so many people who just don't get it, and even afterward, they won't get it we would have the cabal running, you know, for, for years and years and years. The, oh, I completely agree. I mean, the it's reality, for people who are awake to understand everything you say. Right. So we, the reality is we, we got to flip the switch. You, you got to flip the switch and we got to help have people catch up. And this is why people like David, and I believe that I'm part of that. And I believe that you're part of this too. We're going to be teaching people a little bit at a time. And I believe everyone in this, in this channel, Everyone in all these channels, we're going to be teaching the people, this is what it means to be sovereign. And, and you know, th there was a guy, um, th there's a, a um, Punisher Dallas is on, on, uh, on um, PPN. He made a, made a comment, it was a real interesting comment. He said, he said, man, I don't need to be sovereign. I mean, Jesus Christ made me sovereign. It was a really just a simple statement. And I was going, exactly. You know? Basically, what he's going is, I'm already sovereign because I am sovereign, and and that's that's a point that we all need to go. Is I'm going to take my own sovereignty. Do you know that when when a when a, a a guy goes to war, he's taking his own sovereignty by being a marine and going to war. In essence, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You you go to war and he's taking a sovereignty by doing that, um, by doing that act of service. And, and that's what, what people need to understand, what, what doing your, you know, taking your sovereignty upon your own shoulders with that too. So the reality is we don't have to like, I mean, we're going to have our sovereignty, you know, wrested away from us. We just need to start learning what it means to be sovereign with that. Um, and, and say, I'm not going to let anyone take it away from me again. And, and that's, that's the point that's going to happen here. So, so the reality is we can to back to our original point here. So we don't lose that point is that, is that, you know, having millions of dollars with the case of E trusts and everything else that people want to talk about, uh, again, what it would do is dilute the system with millions and millions of dollars. And everyone would do that. And I promise you, everyone would quit their job. Then no one would ship um, goods around the world, around America. No one would do their jobs. And even if, and people go, yeah, but then people would have to go, go to work to get their money. Yeah, but then they would barely do their job. I mean, I can come up with a million ways that this wouldn't work. And the reality yeah, is we, and, and reality is, I'm going to tell you something that Trump said that actually knocks everything for a loop. He actually put a video out and I and I cannot quote the video uh, other than I mean can't give you the exact, you know, title of the video. 
He said, we are going to build new cities. And he was not talking about 15-minute cities. He said, we're going to build new cities. And people are going to, and these new cities are going to have these great new cities. And people are going to want to live there. They don't have to live there, but we're going to want to live there. And when they live in these cities, they're going to have great new jobs with very um, much more cheaper living, cheaper ability to live. And they're going to be wonderful to live in. And I just called it like, Flintington, Michigan. And, and instead of some of these degrading cities, they can live there. Not telling you, you have to live, have to move away. But like, like the great reset idiots want to tell you, you have to live in these new 15-minute cities. Uh-uh. What how much is it going to take to build Flintington, Michigan, whatever? Um, it's going to take billions of dollars to build new cities for these these cities that are completely destroyed that's what we're going to be spending the money on and 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 we're going to have ability to have um you know cheaper housing so people can actually afford it and what does trump talk about more than anything else jobs great jobs that is when you see people really have a purpose I mean, I'm a, I'm an employer. I I'm an employer. When you, I give a person a job and a purpose, that is a great thing. I I watch when I give people a purpose every day, and and that is the that's when you uh, fulfill purposes and you let them fulfill their purpose in their life. That's a big deal. Well, I agree, and you know, I think a a big reason why. A lot of folks out there hate their job is because their job doesn't provide them a decent standard of living. Right. I mean, you know, you think about it. I'm, I'm not suggesting, by the way, that everyone out there would just instantly fall in love with their job if their standard of living improved. But I, I suspect that a lot of people would because there would be much more of an appreciation for what they do and, <clears throat> excuse me, the, uh, the ability to provide a better life for themselves and their family and to have that, you know, going back to what we we're talking about before that increased purchasing power right. that they earn from their living to, to have that direct connection and not feel as if you're constantly being robbed at, you know, and seeing massive, what is it like? I mean, a third of your paycheck, at least depending on where you live gets eaten up in illegal taxes and, you know, right off the bat. And then of course, on top of all that, and there, these are different elements of Nassar and Jassar that we could maybe talk about as well. Um, my understanding is, is that we're going to see, some far better technology emerge that's going to drastically right. reduce energy costs that it's right. going to so go we can, even we, i go know ahead. of i know of things that i mean there are 6000 new technologies that that are that are collapsed and some people want to talk about these med beds and other things and guys get off get off of med beds okay get, get off of some of the things there are some things that we can do that I could I could tell you about technologies in my field of audiology. I could tell you of technologies that can make a differences to help you hear almost instantaneously better abilities to help you hear that the CIA and FBI have have collapsed in their own usages. Um, there are things to to make energy usage down to minuscule costs. Um, 
I mean, and I mean minuscule costs that I've actually been a part of um, with, with some friends of mine and friends and family of mine. There are things to do that they can do. And people talk about Tesla technology, and I'm not even talking about that. There are things that we can do that people could be involved in that would make huge improvements with that. And, and you know, that, how about the roads that, that can be built? You know, every time you drive over roads and, you, and they have these concrete roads, and every time you drive over the road, you feel like you're just, you, you're, you can't even drink anything because the road is so horrible <laughs> with that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so why can't we have roads that, that work? Um, and, and so people can have a, a, a real good ability to, to build a road all the way through. Um, all these kinds of things that we can see and we can make a difference in, in the people's lives around us. And, and that's the kind of stuff that we're going to find a way to, to, to see a difference in the people around us with that. And so what, what happens is that we see um, a killing off of the IRS. We're going to see a, a killing off of the debts. And so we're going to see people that are going to be able to <clears throat> um, be able to, to do some of their dreams. It's not about them um, doing maybe a more, much more a, a white collar job versus a blue collar job. It's not about that. Do you know that the white collar job that I tend to do, I'm wearing a black shirt here, but a, a white collar job necessarily isn't the greatest job in the world for some people, but the, the, the blue collar jobs are some of the most fulfilling jobs in the world. Um, so man, people should be doing the jobs that they want to be able to do, but be able to go home at a reasonable time at night and, and be able sure. to, to do some stuff on the weekend. Um, and, and maybe they, you know, hey, listen, I learned a lot working some dirty jobs in my life. And that helped me learn what I didn't want to do uh, when I was young. So it helped me learn what I wanted to be able to do when I grew up. So, man, clean, cleaning toilets made a difference in my life. And yeah. it didn't hurt yeah. you to clean the little toilets. And you know, mow lawns until I was so dirty and everything else like that. Man, th there's some dirty jobs that we need to be able to, you know, some some people need to do because they need to learn. That's not what I want to, I, I don't want to do that forever. Okay. And I'm not saying we should make people do that, but you know what? If you've been doing crappy things in your life, maybe you've been a drug dealer and you want to get out of it. I think they probably would want to do that until they kind of realize, hey, I want to do something better with my life and move up the chain until I do something better with my life. And so I think there's so many things that's going to, but it's going to take time for each one of those layers to happen. The other thing that we've also been seeing is that the, the laws have to be taken care of. The, the bar association has to be completely blown out the window. Um, that is the British response. It, it, is, it is built in sickness of admiralty law. We're going to be back into a constitutional law. <clears throat> Did you know that Trump actually intimated in late in 2020 that for every, and I'm, I'm going to get this wrong, but I think it's for every new law that they instituted or regulation, they threw out four to six regulations out the, out the back door. That there were there were whole organizations 
there, and and I'm I'm gonna there was like an EPA or something like that that they went in and they found like one person had worked there for 20, 30 years. And that one woman, she had been writing whole regulations that they thought were laws and had no ability to write any of these laws. And she had been writing laws left and right. And, and they were going, you weren't even elected to write those laws. You had no ability to write the laws. And she, everyone just thought she had the ability to write them all. And it's that kind of stuff that we need to throw out the window. And, and that's actually intimated in Nasara stuff. And, and people, people look at Nasara and they go, you're just blowing smoke. And that's the stuff that we want to fix. And that's the stuff inside of Nasara that we want to, we want to see happening. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I, I like how you're injecting a lot of reality into this conversation about Nasara and Jasara not just being a, a winning lottery ticket for everybody but actually uh, a tool to be able to rebuild society and to, and to put it on the proper foundation. That's the way I always looked at it. And I think that's really ultimately what you're describing. So let's switch gears a little bit here. I wanna talk about some other issues. Um, why don't we talk about the border for a moment? Now, there's been a lot of discussion about Title 42, which expires, uh, when is it? A few days from now, I think. Thursday, and, I think. Uh, Thursday, yeah. So this is right around the corner. We know that there are just, I mean, God knows how many illegals that are waiting in the wings to flood the border. And of course, there's been all this speculation. I don't even know if you'd call it speculation. It seems to me almost like a certainty that the fake Biden regime is going to basically use executive orders to give them voting rights to, to try to steal the next election. Um, the only problem that I have with that, and I talked about this on a recent uh, interview, was is basically that it could lead us directly into civil war that this entire plan is designed to avert. And you, you, know, you mentioned uh, civil war a little bit earlier in our discussion. And I think if, if this were to transpire and we were to see this massive surge of you know, millions of people just flooding over the border and, and Biden gets up there and says, oh, by the way, you guys can all vote in the election, uh, that's gonna just pop things off, I think, really quick in this country. So. What are, what's your thoughts on that? What do you think is going to happen as we see this Title 42 ex, uh, expiring? And perhaps is there a connection there to the QFS and Nassara and Jassara that would remedy this problem? And certainly the problem already exists. I mean, we know that we've got a massive problem with illegal immigration anyway. And that's been one of the big running theories behind the QFS is that in order to participate, people would have to go back to their home country. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on that. Well, and I think you, you kind of touched on it there. I mean, personally, you know, I think Arizona started to do this. I mean, they, they started putting boxcars, like double wide boxcars, you know, double wide, double high, you know, boxcars. I mean, th that's the fix. I mean, that's the, the initial fix that you could easily do. And I mean, it wouldn't take that long. Knock those things up, you know, and, and you know, put barbed barb fences down those uh, barbed wire up those puppies, and you, you got it. You you cover up those borders, um, and it doesn't take that much to to do that. Um, and I just think that's a that's a simple fix that you can do. I, I think we're we're coming to a head, and and I think everyone feels that the the Title Forty Two is coming to a head, and I think I think Texas, Arizona, New Mexico have got to say enough. What they have got to say, we are not going to do it. And, and I think we've got to come to a, a stage of, of insurrection 
against the federal government. And I think we're we're seeing that. I, I don't know if you know this, but <clears throat> there are actually um, elements of, did, did you know that, that Texas has the ability to apply to BRICS, um, BRICS as a, a sovereign agency? And they actually, there's possible that no, they I didn't. have. And if they have actually applied to be a BRICS nation, they could be taken. And there's a there's a possibility that they could actually take over parts, a little part of, of the panhandle of Oklahoma up into a little bit of Colorado, excuse me, Colorado. And then um, some of these other uh, states will take over their thing. I mean, there's parts of, of Oregon that would come over into Idaho and, and you're going, wait a second, what? I mean, and some of these, these states would start leading it and then they would flip over into the U.S. Republic. Um, where there's there was a lot of weird things that were coming out, including the possibility that Hawaii might just go off on their own and just be their own protectorate uh, or their own little uh, spot. We don't really know how this is actually going to go, and and do they seed from from the nation? Um, and and we and that that becomes that that kind of schism, that that kind of split. I don't know how that's that's actually going to work, or is that part of that EBS kind of scary point that that people kind of come to? But we have to come to a place of going, enough is enough. I am not doing this anymore. And we have, you know, they say that they're putting 1,500 people down there with uh, 700,000 people coming across the border. The, the reality is the White Hats know this is there. Uh, they, they have known this for a long time. And, 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 and I, I'm, I'm trusting that this is, this is part of the plan to, to watch for the borders. The, the reality is, you know, I, am I scared? No, I'm not scared. Um, I'm, I'm really not. Um, I, I, I'm in prayer at four and five in the morning, every single morning, I'm in prayer and all of this kind of stuff. And, and it's because I, you know, I, I spend that time in prayer because, you know, when, if you're in, if you're struggling, you need to be spending time in prayer with that. But the, the thing that's going to happen in the QFS is that these people really don't want to be here. I mean, th there might be some insurrectionists that want to try to come into the country because they're really sickos, but they really don't want to be here. They really want to be in Venezuela or Honduras or wherever. They really want to be back home and to get their just Sara stuff to be with. They want to be back with their family and friends. They want to get their debt forgiveness and their their ability to, to get their uh, their funds and capabilities. Um, yeah, be part of rebuilding their countries too. They want to be with them. They don't want to be here. And, and so some people say, well, what about like, and, and I had a guy ask me at, at this one show here a couple of weeks ago, he goes, what about the guy I hired? He's been with me. He's an, he's an illegal. He's been, he's got a green card. He's been with me for 20 years. I'm like, I don't know, dude. I mean, if he's been there with you for 20 years, maybe he can, you know, maybe he can be a legal citizen. 
I, I don't know. I mean, does he, does he want to stay here? I mean, my big thing is, why is he illegal? Maybe he just wants to get away from paying taxes. And he goes, well, he pays taxes. I'm going, why is he, why is he paying taxes? And he got a social security number. I, I'm missing, you know, I don't, I don't know enough of the equation. Right. Like where's the benefit to not being a citizen? <laughs> exactly. I, I don't, I don't know the equation here right now um, on this whole thing here, but the point is, I think it's going to be pretty clear when you have that person who's in illegal versus legal with that. And, and, and that's going to be the, the key that's going to come out. Um, and, and we need to see that, that person go, you know what, I need to go back home. I, I really don't want to be here because there's not any benefit to be here. I'd rather be in Mexico. I'd rather be in you know, Honduras, whatever. Um, and, and, and that's what's going to, that's what you're going to see that. So they're going to be floating across the border, going back across the other part of the border to get back to their Jasara kind of stuff. Um, there's a lot of conversations that I've been hearing, you know, like Canada. I mean, Trump is going to be the king and, you know, they're they're going to be like Canada and, and Mexico are going to be a part of yeah, like I don't buy that. North America. I'm like, that's a bunch of crap. I mean, I want <laughs> Canada. Said, yeah. I want Canada for the first time in their history to be their own nation. I mean, I was talking to a guy, a Canadian, just, just yesterday or a couple of days ago. And, and I mean, they have never been their own sovereign territory. They've either had France or England or now dealing with America in some other ways, you know, and they've had idiot Trudeau up there. They need to be their own territory with their own stuff. Okay. They can play cocky with us back and forth, but man, they need to be their own people and their own situation. They have their own wealth and their own oil and man, they need to do their own thing. Okay. We need to let them be who they are and we need to have countries doing their own thing. We need South Africa to do it their own things and Congo to be doing their own stuff. We don't need to be taken from them. And, and we can do our own stuff here and we can trade back and forth with them and we can interact with them and we can be tourists with one another and we can have, you know, tariff deals and back and forth with them. But none of this other stuff of, of you know, combining lands. And so I think, I, I think you're going to see, you know, how is, how is Jasara going to work? Essentially the same way Nasara is going to work for America. Um, it, it's going to be unique for that country. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, the, the coronation event, by the way, uh, if you saw some of the coronation stuff, man, I mean, there was a, there was a grim reaper behind, um, you know, some of the stuff with, with the, the king. There was um, Prince Philip, a fake Prince Philip um, that was in the, in the line with it. Man, that thing was faker and the, anything you well, that's an, actually a nice segue into the next topic i wanted to talk about but yeah i mean that it's just so ridiculous i mean they, they, they look so silly with those crowns on you know and i i think it's like it isn't I don't even know, the right like, crown they they didn't get the right crown they didn't fit it to his head i mean there's so many things that i mean I, I literally I, I, we, we someone can do a coding over there like, like, you know, Derek Johnson does the decode of the, of the, oh, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. of the Biden administration. We got to have someone who does 
does a, a coding for you know for the kingship over there but i've seen i've seen a couple things i mean just just i was talking to someone about this just this weekend but the grim reaper that was clear walking across the the hallway first off that never should happen there was um there were um some of the people looking this way and some of the people looking this way when the king was being um crowned when the king was being crowned it didn't fit on his head and they had to put it down in the wrong I mean they had to put it down two different ways his crown didn't have the right type of jewels on it um I mean just numbers of things were just wrong and and wow. there was actually the dead Prince Philip and you pan across and they have a dead Prince Philip in the end of it I'm like going that man it, it isn't even right it it you know, and I, it was a joke. And there's a, there is a um, a soccer stadium that was basically you know um, you know F Prince uh, Pr you know King Charles there. Um, you know there there's a whole level of of Q references of talking about um, when you know when do you win at the chess game is when you take out the king. You know, there's another reference there too. Um, you take out the queen when you take out the king. Hey, man, if we're past that king point, if we're in the king point, is that is that is that what we needed? You know, we took out the queen, but now we take out the king, and the queen was part of the Federal Reserve. And by the way, it says the Fed will destroy. I mean, the gold will destroy the Fed, which is a, a direct reference to a Nasara point. Um, and the king, and you take out the king, which is a chess move. Uh, are we there? Are we in certainly that? Are we so. in the realm? Certainly seems we're in the realm. I yeah. mean, I, you know, I I happen to believe that we are. Well, let me ask you this, because we, you know, we were touching a little bit about. Uh, you you mentioned the fake uh, Prince Philip, and um, you know, this ties in kind of with the topic I wanted to talk about that involves both the Trump indictment and this whole issue of doubles and, you know, the, these individuals that we're seeing. So all throughout this process, you know, on TV, we're, we're constantly confronted with people that are clearly not the originals. The most glaring example, I think, is fake Biden. Yeah. Uh, you know, most most recently we saw him rub the back of his neck, his whole, you know, his rubber mask got exposed yet again. But, you know, I've also maintained that my belief is that the Donald Trump that we see on TV and in public, uh, certainly over the past couple of years, is not the real Donald Trump, is not the real commander in chief. Sometimes, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, to me, that raises a lot of questions in terms of like, you know, how much of this farce, this this pantomime, if you will, is being played out according to script. Because to me, so much of this is just so obvious that, you know, we're 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 seeing. A, what what appears to be a, a series of scripted events that are all just revealing more and more and more to us and getting people's attention in ways. That, I mean, you know, you, you just talked about the coronation. I'm sure there are a lot of people who are watching that and thinking to themselves, well, that's not right. That, that's, that doesn't seem right. They may not understand and have connected all the dots yet, but I mean, heck, you mentioned Derek Johnson, his decode of, uh, you know, the Biden inauguration really being a, a funeral. I mean, how many of us were aware of that when we were watching it? But yet there was there were things right 
off the bat that people knew weren't quite right. And I have a feeling that this is probably going to be heading in, the, in a similar direction. But so that's one issue. But then we also have this and, you know, it, it, it also ties in to the indictment drama. And there's, you know, these arrest wars that they're being dubbed. You know, is it it's if the real Donald Trump is safe and secure inside Cheyenne Mountain, as I believe he is, and would never subject himself to actual arrest, uh, that, of course, raises a whole bunch of questions along those lines. And I'm fairly confident we're going to see Hunter Biden get arrested. Right. We just heard that. Uh, I mean, even Cash Patel came out and said, oh, yeah, he's going to be arrested and it, this is going to happen. So I wanted the audience to hear your take on this topic and whether you believe the events that we're witnessing are a pantomime or are they organically unfolding in your view. Tell us, uh, you know, because I think we both agree there's a military sting going on in the background, but to what extent do you think it's being scripted out? Yeah, I think I think you have to. I mean, if 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 you if you're going to do it, and I like to put it this way, if you watch, if you're if you're working a movie, and and you have the Matrix as a as a model, okay, the Matrix is a perfect movie of Keanu Reeves. In the very first Matrix movie, he's got the the longer hair, like my hair. Well, I've got my my hair a little messed up there, but so the longer hair in the beginning of the movie, right? And then he's got the little shaved head in the middle of the movie, right? So when he's in the matrix part, or excuse me, out of the matrix, he's got the shaved skinny head, right? Skinhead kind of thing. Now, how would you actually film that? It's real simple. You know, they they do all of the the nice hair all in the beginning of the movie and the, the skinhead ones in the later in the movie, right? And then they just cut it. It's a real simple, simple way. Well, how do you think they're actually doing this? They're cutting this thing in different different ways. So when you think they're <coughs> they're they've got the Hillary thing, that this is the one that's really will mess you up. And and this one bothers me more than anything else. If Hillary is in the election and she's now, I don't know if I can believe this one. I'm just going to tell you one that bothers me. She might have been arrested in September of 2016. This is months before the election. I mean, yeah, remember the 9-11 memorial there. Yeah, yeah she's that famous pushed video, into right? the van. Now, it, it, and, and she comes out of the van, and that isn't the same Hillary. Right. And I'm going, man, that can you really do that? I mean, can you can you switch a Hillary right there? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't I don't know that that well, would be crazy. You know, it's interesting because I asked uh, Ben Fulford about this recently about, you know, Donald Trump, and he's actually talked about there being a cabal controlled Trump. And that's sort of a separate you know, topic <laughs> there. But he he talked about he, he used the metaphor of Batman, like, you know, there's a character Batman, but you have all these different actors who have played mm -hmm. Batman over the years. Uh, but, yeah, that's pretty crazy to think about that. It could have been not even the real Hillary that ran for president. Right. I mean, and are the end of the of the end of that. And I think I think the reality is in, in when we when we look at, at most elections, they're already done by the time you get to October, November, you know, September kind of time frame. So is it possible that, that the election was already done and won in that in that way? Because we, we think of them 
as as kind of done. Now I do know that um, at that time frame that people like Tori says had actually unplugged the internet connection of the Dominion machines, meaning that the Dominion machines of the the systems that should have had a internet connection were unplugged, and that's why he won the 302, uh, the 302 uh, um, uh, electoral votes. And so they knew he was going to win in that way. They were they were pretty darn sure. And that's what messed up the Hillary camp, whether or not it was Hillary, really Hillary or really not. Now, I'm not a real proponent of, of Trump is a controlled um, thing, but we know this. There were seven, there, there had in the past, there were 17 separate actors for JFK. Think about that one for a second. That's a lot. I didn't know there were that many. 17 actors. No, the, and and let me let me put it to you this way. If um, I was just at a movie the other day with my son, we were watching uh John Wick 4. And in the beginning of these a couple of this movie is um Nicole Kidman comes out and it's just for a stupid coke commercial. And it's definitely not Nicole Kidman. I mean, it is a CGI Nicole Kidman. And um and you know so and there's a there's another and it happens a little bit later in the thing and and there's there's a there's a, a coke zero commercial set of commercials with nicole kidman and a couple of the other actors and they're definitely cgi stuff if you watch um uh star wars uh ones where, where they're cgiing um different characters and and there's there's a whole loads of CGIing that there's there's all these CGI stuff and and Fetterman was just doing his little stupid CGI stuff and and the fake CGI things that they're pushing out this kind of points. Um, <clears throat> now I don't think Trump was CGI. I think they definitely have actors. And and the the question you have to ask yourself. And, and people always want to talk about clones, and I, I don't believe in clones. I think it's much more simple. Occam's razor is very, very simple point, okay? Occam's razor actually intimates this one, this one scientific principle. With two, with two possibilities, the simplest answer is always the, 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 the probability. And actors are the easiest thing to do. It's actors with masks on, okay? And look at Kamala. I mean, Kamala's sitting there with these little, you know, <laughs> with little yeah, folds over it's here. So obvious. I yeah. mean, and and people want to say, oh, she's got she's reptilian. No, well, that's just a, they're trying to mess with you. They're trying to show you her her actor, you know, her her mask thing. They're trying to show you. Can you see? Can you see the the, the little gills here? No, they're trying to show you the mask. Um, over and over again, they're just trying to show you, gently show you the mask points. Um, I'm I am a, I'm an audiologist. I'm an expert in ears. Okay, so I'm going to do this one on you here. My ear is connected. Okay, this is my earlobe. This is called the pinna. Okay, and I don't know if I ever did this with you. My ear is connected. There's this is a genetic predisposition of of me. Now, Joe Biden today, the Joe Biden that is in, has a connected pinna. If you look at 
the old Joe Biden of 2012, it's a disconnected pinup. And so if you see that one and you'll you can do that. Now I've had um, physicians and other idiots try to go, well, he had, or some other people on Twitter go, um, he, he had, you know, plastic surgery. Shut up. You're, you're an idiot. I, you cannot, cannot have a disconnected versus a connected penna. It, it never happens. That is a genetic predisposition. An audiologist, as an audiologist, I walk in rooms all the time and I look at ge genetic predispositions of ears. I look at them all the time, okay? And when I see little skin tags or little different differences of ears, I, I walk around looking at things. When I walk into airports and I look at, at hearing aids of people uh, on the hearing aids, I'm looking at your hearing aid. I can tell you what type of hearing aid it is and what what model and you know i mean i'm telling you i'm thinking oh well that's a, that's an oticon that probably is this one and that one i'm that's just how weird i am okay that's just <laughs> what i do okay yeah, you're an expert in it yeah <laughs> because i've been doing this for 34 years see do you think i have a clue about that is definitely 1000% not the real joe biden i promise you it's not and I knew it the oh, day yeah. I saw him in 2019, that wasn't the real Joe Biden. And everyone thought I was stupid when I said that. And, the, and I even said this early in 2020, he had stage two dementia. I am a person who actually sees patient, patients with dementia all the time. Stage two dementia has flat affect. And stage stage one dementia is flat affect. Stage two dementia is a person that kind of says, you know, rambling, stupid statements, okay? And they don't make sense. And and so they're playing with you with the stage two dementia points. And and it, the, it was the, the stupid stuff that he keeps saying. And so they're they're setting up the point of the 25th Amendment. And, and they were setting this whole point up and they're trying to show you it's not the same guy. Every physician who has ever been on Twitter or ever been in any place who doesn't recognize that's not Joe Biden or that guy isn't, isn't the real Joe Biden or isn't or has the ability to be a real president is not honest is a complete dishonest paid shill. And I get really pissed off when I, I see this kind of stuff. I'm a hot out of the collar at this moment. Well, I mean, it, you know, it's just, I mean, it's it's so obvious to us. I mean, everybody out there in my audience is totally in agreement. I mean, I don't think there's a single individual in the truth or community that believes that's the real Joe Biden. I think the more interesting question at this point <laughs> is who's pulling the strings? Right. You know, because we're kind of establishing here that, you know, in my belief, and I don't I, I'm not sure if you agree, disagree, but, it, you know, in my belief, the real Donald Trump is in Cheyenne Mountain most of the time. I mean, some people are saying that, you know, he comes out, you know, periodically for things, but most of the time he's in Cheyenne Mountain. And if we've got these whole arrest wars going on, we've got a fake president, you know, we've got a scenario, as you put it, where it, it almost seems as if they're begging people to say, look, 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 see, see, it's not the real guy. Um, who's pulling the strings behind the scenes? To me, it would have to be the White Hats. And I believe yeah. that 
that they're I, really I, controlling I so. fake Biden. I would you, say so, yeah. but I would say I would say it in another way. I like to bring up this point: is is the way that you pull the way that you pull the strings of the cabal is is a real interesting way. Um, instead of taking out, you don't want to take out the big top. Okay, you don't want to take out. I mean, obviously they did. They took out the Obamas, but they replaced them. What they did is they took out the smart people. They took out the layers underneath them. Okay, you don't take out the the, the top layers, the, the the visible layers. You take out all the layers of the smart ones around them, and that's the way that you fix this stuff. And so what what they did is they. Um, and I, I love using this example. There's a physician in Australia who her big thing was masks, okay? And um, and with with a little bit of of uh, research, I I found um, probably about twelve different pictures of her without her mask on, and she's leaning in toward her friends, and she's got no mask on. Now I talked with um, several different PR people, and they said. Oh God! If she if she was my PR person, or I mean, she was just my you know uh, personal assistant kind of thing, or I was personal assistant for her, I'd, I'd have made her put her mask on, just like with any like if Elton John, you know, we'd always make sure they put her his 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 glasses on or whatever, you know, his iconic glasses. Point the same thing they would do with her; they'd make her put her her mask on before she took her picture. And that's exactly what they didn't do. They they took all the smart people away that helped them take care of the stuff. That's what they have done to the cabal. So it, it's not only that they they took out, you know, maybe they might have taken out the Hillary's and replaced them with actors, but they took all the smart people that helped them out. And so they got right, no the real brains left. behind the operation. Right. And so now they got no one left. Um and what I like about and Wano Saban doesn't really do do as much information like he used to do in the past, but Wano Saban used to talk about this more is that, you know, they're, you know, the people around um, around the Biden administration is like he's only got about a, a quarter to a third of the people that is in most administrations. And it's because he doesn't have anyone left. And so that's why they always like chicken with a head cut off kind of stuff. And so, and so when, when Q says that they're, you know, that they're stupid, it's because they've taken out all the smart people. And so they're so predictable in what they, what they're going to do next. And that's the way that you make it, uh, make it a lot easier. And I like to think about it like this. It's, it's cheat coding. So I use this in, in another example. I like to play, because I like to get my mind off things. I like to play um, just role-playing games every once in a while, just on my computer, just for an hour or so. And I'll I'll like have my son come down and, and put all kinds of cheat codes on the game so I can win it, because I just want to win. I don't want to have to play the stupid part again, okay? Just just for an hour or so, so I can get over the, that part. And I don't want to have to lose. And, and that's... That's what I think we're seeing here. They 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 loaded in so many cheat codes that that you know there's just no way for them to lose to idiot Joe Biden. And so if you're thinking of 
Trump and whether or not, you know, that's the real Trump or the fake Trump, you know, like sometimes, you know, you see an orange tie and sometimes you see him without a tie and sometimes it doesn't look, he's heavier there. Or he's lighter. Yeah, he seems there. like he's really fit sometimes. And then other times, you know, he's got, the, <laughs> and, I mean, I do it, see that, you know, he's got the white, you know, rings under his eyes and the loose yeah. jowls and stuff. I mean, there it's definitely true now, you know, I, I, but he, but he's, and he says a message and other times he says lesser of a message. And, and I, I'm like, well, he's, he's saying, you know, he's reading a script at times and, you know, I, and I'm like, you know, it's sometimes he probably is there. Sometimes he isn't there. I don't know. I know that he's he's reading a script, but but here's the point. I don't care because because you know in that part, that's just the white hat script for that that part. That's not the the key element there. It it's 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 what I'm I'm thinking about is how much they have they have. Um, Put, put it to you this way. If you have a puppy and you first have that puppy and, and that puppy like poops all over the house, at first you, you're smart enough. You only put them in the kitchen where you have the tile floor, right? Right. And, and, you, and you don't really give them too much. You know, just give them a couple of the toys in the, in, in the, in the kitchen. And as you, as you know, the puppy gets better, you know, you expand the territory of the, of the puppy, right? And then you give them a little bit more stuff, but you know, if, if, if they're not real good about it, then you, you know, deescalate or, you know, kind of pull back the territory. So you expand the territory when you, when you expand the trust. Well, in, in essence, what we've done is we've done that with this, with the cabal, we've, we've, like made them into the smaller and smaller territory, but they're more crazy inside of there. Now, some people don't agree with me on that, but that's what I think we've been doing for a long time. And so that's why I think there's less and less as we've taken out more and more of them. I think what we've done is we've, we've made the fence line smaller and smaller and, and there's less and less that they can do in there. Um, until we get we've gotten to the place there's an old staples thing there's this there's this button that the staples thing is called that was easy and my son used to have this thing and oh yeah little, i remember that yeah and 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 i think that's that's all joe biden has he doesn't have the football he hasn't that was easy and <laughs> he thinks that's the that's the nuclear football that was easy and that's all he's got and that that's that's what they that's what they think they have the ability to do and that's why when i talk about like the cbdc's they all they have is the media telling their story oh they're going to have it done july whatever you know july they're going to have cbdc's no they're not no they're not they you know janet yellen over here telling their what they're going to do no they're not they're not going to have the ability to do that don't worry about it let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you think that Hunter Biden left that laptop at that repair shop simply because he's a drug addict, a crackhead, and just was forgetful? Or do you think that that was all planned and staged? I I, I wonder if I I personally feel like he um I think they got to him and I think they said I, I think that he was feeling really bad about it. Uh, this is this is my feeling. I think he felt really bad about it, and they said, 
I want you to leave it with them and put it out there. And I think he was, he's pissed off his dad. You know, when, when you kind of realize how sick these families are, I think that he was trying to, he was trying to take his dad out. That's what I've, I've been feeling for a long time. I could be wrong. I, that could well, be I agree. A, I, I think agree. I mean, you know, I have to tell you, the, the, the first time I heard that story, I said to myself, this is, there's no way that that laptop with that type of material on there gets left. I don't care if the guy's a crackhead. I mean, yeah. that's, that's way too significant yeah. to have just been an accident. And, you know, again, we'll find out at the end of the day who's pulling strings here. I mean, Juan O'Savin, you mentioned, I mean, kind of leads you to believe, and I don't know if this is your view as well, but that ultimately it's the deep state that's still, you know, talking into Biden's earpiece and they're, you know, whoever this individual, this actor is that he's being controlled by the deep state. But I have to say, I, I've had plenty of reason to question whether or not he's actually being controlled by the White House. I mean, yeah. you know, it's an interesting question. I suppose that we're not going to know the answer to that until all of this uh, unravels. And, you know, that's also an interesting question as well is, you know, how do they explain all this to people? I don't they, think I think I mean, it's going to be so simpler. much to disclose. I think it's going to be simpler than we think. I, 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 this is the Scott mechanism here, but, but here's the thing, rip the mask off. The guy walks off in the distance. We don't even know who he is. I, I, I swear to you, I, I've been, I've been thinking about this. My wife and I, my wife, I love my wife. She's so wonderful. She, she's very, very awakened. You know, we, we can argue about stuff in, in fun way. Um, you're you're lucky stuff. you have an awakened spouse. Well, I have to tell you. Totally love it. It's very fun. Um, and, and, you know, we can, we can debate it a lot, a lot in a fun way, but um, she and I both kind of feel like, I just think they rip off the mask. Those guys. In oh, the, the Scooby-Doo ending. Yeah. And then they just whoop, they flay, fade off in the distance, just like in a movie scene. And you don't even you don't even know that they were there. And they just go they go back to acting or whatever. And you don't even know that it's happening. And because that's that's the beauty of a mask. There is a movie, guys. <clears throat> go watch the movie. I'm telling you, the movies tell you stories. I'm going to give you a, a three movies to watch. Okay. Um. There's a movie, uh, well, I'm going to give you a, a couple of movies. One, one movie, uh, Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy with uh, Trading Places. It talks about how they uh, they basically trade. I mean, they're going to take all the money of the guys and they, oh, yeah, they I remember that bankrupt one, yeah. the, 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 the two guys. That's a perfect one. There is a, a, a MASH episode, season six where Charles Emerson Winchester, they're, they're changing the money. By the way, season six is called Change Day. They move from an old currency in blue currency to a red currency, red pill. Guys, so amazing. And, and he's out there trying to, trying to take from the Korean people. And, and he's taking... He, they give them $100 and he gives them $10 of greenback money. They're using some of these amazing terminology. And this is in the sub, like 1979. And, um, and they delay him and he can't come back into the camp and switch out his money, his blue currency. And because he can't switch out his money, he throws the money up in the air and he's really upset about it. Change day, mash episode season six. 
And um, it's that kind of stuff. Now, there's there's also um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, it, it's uh, blank the movie out where he's he goes to Mars. Uh, and, total Recall. Uh, total Recall. And he's he pulls off the mask, and he's and he's trying to go he's trying to go to Mars. He pulls off the mask, and then it it blows up in the in the uh, in in the uh, the guy's faces kind of thing. They're basically showing you that masks can be used to get across the border. What he, what they were trying to show you is that's the way that he could get across the border with this. Guys, this is this is what they're going to do. The movies are trying to tell you a story. When I watch movies now, I watch movies for for cabal references. I watch movies yeah, for too. other kinds of things. By the way, do you know what a, a movie I watch a few a few times? The Accountant is written by Steve Mnuchin. Who's Steve Mnuchin? He is the Treasury Chairman, the actual Treasury Chairman, the real one that you're going to see here coming back here in a bit. He is the Treasury Chairman for Donald Trump. I didn't and know he if, wrote that movie. He oh, wrote that movie, and there is so many references that is so related wow, to. Wow, I'm gonna have to go back and watch I've that. Gotta watch it again. I just watched it again on the airplane. I was sitting there going, "Oh my gosh, so many things." No set of eyes. Wow. Okay, I'm it, glad you mentioned that because that was guys, a good movie. It's a fun movie because of so many great things that are happening in there, and <clears throat> guys, it's there's so many fun things that are happening around us. But Change Day and the accountant will give you some hope about what's happening. They've been thinking about. <clears throat> sorry, they've been thinking about this for a long time. And this is going to happen. And, and people ask about this all the time. That's Mark Z just, just today. How, how, how sure are you that account that, that the Sassara thing is going to happen? 1,000%. 1,000% it's going to happen. Because of, of all the evidences that are setting up there. You know, I, I always say it from, from a biblical standpoint, there's a... There's a great point in scripture, Hebrews 11, 1, uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the promise of things unseen. It's like when you walk into a court case and you have all your evidences down there, you have your, all of your evidences, all of your substance, and you're, you've got your preparation, you've got everything down there ready to go. And I've, I've been in court cases and I, I have all my evidences and the other guy doesn't have it. That's what that's what we're up against. They don't have anything. We've been stripping their case down. And when you realize, um, like the Lloyd Brunson case, who I met here last week, Lloyd Brunson's his case is going to win. It's going to happen. You just gotta have a little faith here, guys, and you gotta operate with that. Amen. Absolutely. All right. Well, this has been a great conversation. I know we've been on now for about an hour and 45 minutes. I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, hopefully we can have you back on for a third uh, conversation. This is uh, a lot of fun. I really enjoy talking to you. And I know that the audience really loves hearing your take. I have probably a whole list, a laundry list of other things I could ask, but we'll, uh, we'll put a pin in it, I guess, for this time. And uh, 
I'll just give you the opportunity to, if you want uh, to share any information with the audience about, you know, your website, where they can find more information about you, uh, where they can hear more of your work. Yeah. So drscottyoung.com and at drscottyoung.com, you can kind of go, that you can go to see my YouTube channel. You can see uh, my, my Telegram channel. Um, and, and that's where you can kind of see most of that stuff. You can see Twitter as well. That's kind of growing pretty heavily with that stuff too. So that's where you can kind of find everything in there. And that's the, that's the best way to kind of find everything from there. So drscottyoung.com. Awesome. Well, thank you, Dr. Scott. This has been incredible. You are an amazing source of information, my friend, and I'm really glad that we connected. I'm glad that you're uh, coming back uh, on the show. I'm glad you came back today. I hope you'll come back for a third one. And everybody out there, I just want to thank you for listening. Hopefully you got a lot from this conversation. I imagine you'll share that in the comments. So God bless and Godspeed, everybody. I'll be back soon. Until then, Patriot out.